would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical droid to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Welcome, everyone, to Star Wars From the Back to Tank, the Clone Wars edition. All right, so today we're going to be talking about episode six of season seven, titled Deal, No Deal. (laughs) Directed by Dave Filoni and Charles, I'm sorry, written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray and directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and Stuart Lee. I love seeing Dave Filoni's name up there again. Oh, it, it's it, it's like that warm, comforting blanket. Yeah, it's like when you pee in the water around you in the pool, and it's like, ooh, so warm for a while and, <laughs> and comforting, but then you run away because you don't want people to know you peed. Am I right? No? No. Oh, no. okay. Well, the synopsis, Rafa accepts an assignment. To deliver a load of spice from Kessel to pod the Pike to the little blah, to the Pike Crime Syndicate on Obadiah. And without a pilot to call upon, she uses Trace and her self-built ship. I like this. I like I like these two new characters that they introduced, Rafa and, and Trace. Yeah, but why is it always the same dreams, the so, same aspirations? I'm gonna build this ship and I'm gonna fly to the stars. But if you think about it, it's a it it, it it's something that is universal to George Lucas's idea. Yeah, but we've already seen it though. Like, come on. How about someone wants to just stay in wallow in crime? But then you're like, you know, the, like the little slave boy, Mike. And then, then you're like the, the sla- slave. What boy. kind of pedophilia are you writing over there? The, <laughs> come on, Michael. But then we can't have the little slave boy. The little slave boy. Show us your buttocks. Like, what are you talking about? But basically, like, if you don't aspire to going into the stars you end up being like the little slave boy you know staring up at the stars holding a broom and suddenly summoning it with the force ability okay all right i know what you're saying now. <laughs> i was like jesus do you, have you had to register yet in the state of arizona <laughs> all right so in this episode we stay in familiar territory as ahsoka seven uh what I don't even understand my own notes. <laughs> oh God, dude, I'm tired. <laughs> I have no idea why I wrote I like that. Threw you off big time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in this episode, we stay in familiar territory as Ahsoka season season seven arc continues to run parallel with the two new faces, Rafa and Trace Martez. Mm-hmm. Now, David, across social media, people are a little upset. Uh, very. Very few people were actually saying this episode's great. People were complaining about last week's episode and and this one now saying that they were bad. And I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't no, say, I, wouldn't I don't say think it. that's fair. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say they're bad because technically speaking, the episodes are written just fine. Yes. Act structure, pacing, action, suspense, all there. I believe the problem is that some people may be having with these 
episodes is that they are, for the most part, largely uneventful in the way of myth arc. And I think that's the problem people may be having. But you got to think, what does it mean for the bigger story of Star Wars? I've enjoyed these episodes for the most part. They're fun Star Wars moments. But I will say that this being the final season, the introduction of Rafa and Trace along with this side story should, in the end, play into the bigger story. It should. And honestly, in my opinion, some of the fan negativity is fans are really protective of Ahsoka. And I get it. I really do. But you have to understand, I know a lot of fans out there have stated, well, Ahsoka wouldn't go this far. Ahsoka wouldn't fall this far. Why is she here? How is she falling far? How is she falling? Yeah, exactly. How is she falling far? She's leaving the Jedi Temple. That was the last time we saw her. She needs to find a new path. Right. And she's figuring it out. And And she's figuring it out. And we talked about that in our last discussion that the episode was the episode that we may not have wanted but needed. So but that it's we, something we needed. Yeah, we needed to see Ahsoka go through some hurdles, go through some growing pains, and and potentially have a preview of sorts of what she is going to be going through now that she's no longer associated with the with the Jedi. But I do agree that these episodes are fine when it comes to writing. Yes. But we are dealing with the final season, like I said. And Mm -hmm. I do feel like we need to have some connection. It doesn't have to be big. It could simply be motivation for Ahsoka. It can come in more than just the obvious way. Right? Yes. Or it can come in more of a subtle way, like a switch in ideology. Perhaps she sees the cracks in the Jedi Order. Maybe she starts to see the Republic for what it is, a shell or hiding place for evil. Perhaps she begins to see things more clearly because she's no longer so close to the fog of the Sith that we know is there. The ability uh, uh, that's shrouding over the Jedi and preventing them from fully seeing the bigger picture and seeing what's happening. So that's something that we could see. And there was a scene in this episode with the slaves that I thought was very powerful. The statement, uh, because it could work in that direction. The Republic should be doing something about this situation is what the statement was. You would think that they should be doing something about this, right? Oh, yeah. But this is showing that basically the underlying darkness that every all the jedi knights have been neglecting that's that's the thing people have to understand that the universe of star wars is vast and it's large and there has to be a reason why dis, dissension and villainy rose so easily because of the manipulation of palpatine right and this all could be a way to Again, work towards the bigger story of Ahsoka. If she's able to see things from another perspective, it could change her entire destiny. The fact that she already broke away from the Jedi is step one. 
But now, again, being away from their tutelage, their ideology, their way of thought. And now she is living with people who are not privileged. Who are not people living up high. They're not people in positions of power. These are poor people, regular Mm -hmm. people. She may start to see the problems with the Jedi being so closely tied to government. Because should they not be protecting people? They're not guardians of the peace just to protect people from war. Should they not also be protecting the slaves and the people down in 1313 like Rafa and her sister? And her sister. And if you think about it, think about how the the episode opened up with – with the word, uh, with the quote unquote moral message right. that it opened up with, mistakes are valuable lessons often learned too late. Yep. In in a way, they're not talking about the mistakes of Ahsoka, and I think that that's what fans are are getting uh, getting agitated with, saying that oh, this is her mistake. No, the mistakes is the Jedi Order. The mistakes are, are basically look what's happening underneath their feet, and they're not paying attention to it right and that's why when you i feel when we get to the very end this has to butt up right up against uh revenge of the sith and that is basically leads to the to the to the climax of this story of how this 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 republic fell because like look look what happened in revenge of the sith it was a roller coaster ride that led to tragedy. Yeah. And it that roller coaster ride has to start somewhere. And this is where it starts. We get to see it through Ahsoka's eyes. It's no indictment on Ahsoka. Ahsoka is learning right now. Life outside of the Jedi Order needs a hero. The Jedi's are not doing their job. They're not the guardians of peace right now. They're soldiers in a war. And Ahsoka, in a lot of ways, is learning this and learning to adapt. And that's why when I see these two episodes and I see people like hate on this episode, I'm like going, you guys realize how powerful this is going to be when it leads up to her appearance in Rebels. Right. These are the building blocks we need to to get her where she's going to be in Rebels, in The Mandalorian season two. These things are going to be vital. And a lot of the things that we've seen in Rebels is going to make sense. Oh, We're going to start understanding her that much better. The 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 one scene that basically I got the chills remembering it in parallel with Rebels was the Anakin scene. When Anakin see uh, when they fly through and Anakin is on board of this uh, on board of the ship and he senses Ahsoka. And he tells, I think it's the admiral or the, the captain, hey, let them pass. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It gave me chills from we got that scene and then you put it in parallel with in Rebels when Darth Vader basically says, oh, so the apprentice lives. Yeah. Well, that's the power of good writing. Oh, my God, dude. Because. It, it's chilling. Because it shows the depth of that connection that Ahsoka and, and Anakin have. Yeah. That's the strongest scene in this episode. Because it shows their bond, like you said, their connection. Also, you saw the anguish in Anakin's face. And it continues the thing that me and you were discussing that they have to show that he's starting to dissent. Yeah. He's starting to fall. 
and Ahsoka's not there to protect him anymore. And also Anakin's afraid to lose things. And yes, that's the anguish. That's the despair that was on his face. So it shows you that once again, and this is something we say all the time. When you're a good writer, you don't need to waste 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. How long was that scene? Two seconds. Two, maybe a minute. No. Maybe a minute. I would say a minute. For the sake of this argument, Dave, let's just say 30 seconds. Okay. So stupid. Let's say the scene was a minute. Let's go with you. Okay, it was a minute. And it said more than you. It said a thousand words. Yeah. That's all you need when you're a good writer. You don't need to spell it out. If this was written by anyone else, it'd be like, oh, man, I'm struggling right now. Miss her. Need her to uh, help me maintain balance. I'm serious. That, that's, that's the type of shitty writing we get that's nowadays. That's shitty writing. People are saying things out loud. So my hat's off. Overall, good episode. Let's talk about the Pike Syndicate. That was interesting. Yeah. So when Ahsoka and the Martez sisters take possession of the spice they're, that they're supposed to deliver to Marg Krim. Krim is actually a character from the novel Dark Disciple. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Which is um, Ventress's novel, uh-huh. which was itself based on an eight on eight unproduced episodes of the Clone Wars and adapted by Christy Golden, which Dark Disciple is on our list to cover as well. So we'll get to it. The Pike Syndicate was involved in the disappearance of Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas and their previous leader, Lom Pike, was killed by Count Dooku as seen in the Clone Wars Season 7. Wait, what? When did that happen? Oops. Are, they, are these spoilers? <laughs> I, think, I think that might be. What? Is Jedi Sifo-Dyas ever in the Clone Wars? I don't remember. I don't recall that. I honestly don't recall that. It, is that in uh or are they talking about they're talking about the book are they talking yeah. about the book yeah uh so the so Krim took over the syndicate and refused to play ball with the black sun crime family Krim's family got kidnapped and he hired bounty hunters Asajj Ventress and Jedi Master Quinlan Voss to rescue them in this episode Krim is a is Jedi mind tricked by Ahsoka as we saw into letting her and her companions go so interestingly, another Pike we've seen in live action was Quay Tulsite. And he was on Kessel in Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes, and it's was. where Kira killed him in the back room using her Terakasi. <laughs> awesome scene. So I like those connections. Yeah, it was actually really cool. I got excited when they got went back to Kessel because I'm like going, yes, thank you. At least use something from Solo. To, to kind of reiterate, hey, Solo is an important movie. Yeah, and some people were complaining about the use of Kessel, saying, wait a second, so we hear about how hard the Kessel run is in New Hope, and then, of course, they made an entire movie about it, Solo, a Star Wars story, but then we don't see any of that in this episode of Clone Wars. But, again, I could be wrong, but I think the Kessel run is vastly different than just flying <laughs> yes. into Kessel, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's two different things. Yes, it's, the, it's, it's Kessel, but Kessel run is a route. The Kessel run it's is a route. route. It's, it's a, a route. Yes. And, it, you know, 
the whole point of Han Solo making the Kessel run was the time he did it in. Right. And, and the need for urgency, the because for as urgency. we find out, there's he, no need of urgency for them flying into it. <laughs> yeah. So people were a little upset about that. I'm like, well, I don't think it's contradicting anything. I just no. think there that was that's a, the Kessel run is a route that will take them out of there quickly because they're running drugs. Yes. And it's dangerous. So I was okay with that. That was kind of cool. I thought it was awesome. I mean, some of the points in this episode, the animation so beautiful. Dude. The animation is just fantastic. I mean, the, the, the one scene where Ahsoka and the two sisters like meet up with the Pike syndicate, absolutely beautifully drawn the shadows everywhere. It's, it had that baloney knows the type of storytelling he needs to tell for this storyline right now it's darker it's grittier you're dealing with the underworld you're dealing with noir elements stuff that we saw in solo and i uh, that's one of the things i really liked when we get to kessel you kind of got like similar vibes and similar imagery that we saw in solo and i appreciate that because that's the type of story that they're trying to tell they're trying to tell a crime story Yeah. Why'd you stop abruptly? Was that it? Oh, I lost my notes there. <laughs> but basically, like, they, you have to actually show that not just it's a different type of story, but that's the world that Ahsoka's in now. She's not in the above. She's not in the Academy. She's not in the Jedi Order. She's this in the Skywalker the- Academy. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That was actually kind of funny because I'm like, that was close to Sky Guy level. <laughs> that was funny. But like, that's what I mean is like, there is something about Ahsoka. It's kind of a side note here. She is so incredibly captivating. Yes. And I've never quite watched a cartoon character that you're kind of drawn to like, it, yes, it has everything to do with, and that's my point. It has everything to do with Ashley Eckstein's performance. There's something, her voice, everything works. And as a side note, we all know that she has now, that Ahsoka has now been put into Mandalorian season two and yeah. Rosario Dawson has been cast to play Ahsoka. That's something that I hope we don't lose. I do too. That's, it That's goes the into, only thing I'm nervous about. It goes into line. Can Rosario Dawson actually have that same gravitas as what we see in Clone Wars? I think she can. She's a, she's a very good actress and she does her job well. So that gives me some leeway in that, but it is something that's really important to that character that, when you portray something that's been animated, solely animated up to this point, and the driving force is the fact that the creator of the series, Dave Filoni, cherishes this character. The actress that portrays her voice-wise cherishes this character, and that, that passion has to also come from Rosario Dawson when she portrays it. Yes, in Twitter, you know, she was she was excited about getting wanting to portray this character. Well, I hope that's genuine. You gotta bring the, bring your A game then. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, this does conclude our discussion. 
on the sixth episode of the final season of The Clone Wars. I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Digital, and pledge a minimum of $3 a month. If you do so, you gain access to a plethora of additional Star Wars discussions. Uh, we do additional shows every single week. So pledge that $3. Help us stay on the air because it's the only way we can maintain this network and do these shows. So thank you and thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes. <laughs>